Hello guys and welcome to episode one of the Football Republic podcast, the first of a weekly series that will be coming to you over the coming months. Today, the members on the podcast are the three owners of the page and we will be inviting guests onto the show in the coming episodes. So, if you two would like to introduce yourselves. Um, hello there. Um, my name is Ivan and I'm a Liverpool supporter. My name's Alex, and I also support Liverpool. And I'm uh, Thomas, I'm a Manchester City supporter, and I live in the United Kingdom. So, if we move on to the first segment of today's podcast, and that is going to be transfer news and thoughts. So, the first one we've got to talk about is Manchester City's uh, transfers, and we have Koulibaly and Hal Felix as potentials. So, Ivan, what do you... uh, what do you think about Koulibaly in terms of transfer to City? I think he's a great player, and I think City could really use him. And his partnership with Laporte will probably be one of the best in, you know, in Europe. But once again, it's going to be a hefty price. And I think if City continue to have defensive woes in the back, Pep is going to be looked at as you know a coach who continue to spend but can't fix his defense. So I think... Maybe they should try keep, you know, Eric Garcia instead of going big and spending money on a aging center half. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting idea. Yeah, he's a key player for Napoli, and it, it would be difficult for uh, for the club to let him go. But if City can pull it off with their with, with their uh, yeah large, large budget amounts of money. Uh, yeah. well, a point that um, I would uh, like to make is that although Koulibaly is an experienced kind of yeah. Champions League player, uh, I was recently looking at um, yeah. uh, a page I follow, and uh, Diet Upamecano is available for forty million for his release clause, who is also a right side centre back, and we all saw his performance in the uh, quarter final against Atletico. Uh, in my opinion, that'd be a much better buy because yeah. he's younger and it's for the future. But, and he's also a lot better on the ball yeah. too. Yeah, and City likes to play from the back. Definitely, and he's he's strong, he's fast, and yeah, one for the definitely. future. Um, and Alex, the the other transfer I mentioned there, Hal Felix. You you have got any thoughts on that? It seems like a bit of a strange one. It is a bit of a strange one. I have no idea how to uh, how to value Michelle Felix because you know, of course, he had ma- massive potential last year and still does. But you know, he his he's been a bit disappointing. So it's it's an odd player to. To value and the, to the one thing that target, I would put forward um, is that you look at how Felix's career route and his age and like he reminds me very much of Aguero. You've got that same sort of first season syndrome at Atletico wasn't quite good enough. But the clubs he was at before he really performed and it's it seems like a big risk in today's market because of the way it's changed since twenty twelve. But if he turns out to be someone like Aguero, then City really have themselves another striker for the next ten years. Uh, maybe a point on that. Do you think Jesus is good enough? And this is open to either of you. Do you think Jesus is good enough to replace Aguero? I nah. think no. Nah, that's that. That's pretty debatable. Right. I think he scores a lot of goals, but most of those goals come in like games that are finished. You know, he'll come on and score two, three goals, but the game. Manchester City is a huge club. I don't think Jesus is up to that standard to be the next coming of one of the greatest strikers of all time like that's huge you think he'll field. be a good backup you know what I mean he'd be a very strong I'm backup not sure yeah, he'll be, that, I'm not sure he'll be content to be a backup but he'll point to his numbers and especially his performance in both the Madrid games and argue he should be starting elsewhere so maybe we could see a, yeah, move, a move abroad for him yeah that's true he can go somewhere else yeah, and yeah, be a starter but, yeah. but I definitely think um, City should dip into the market for 
new striker, whether that be Jaffe. I mean, I would say in Haaland because of yeah, his, his dad played for City, his release clause is 90 million. He looks an absolute machine. I, I'd put forward Haaland. That would be my, my desire for a striker. He just he looks perfect for the Premier League with his pace, his power, his finishing. I mean, he, he looks really good. Haaland is perfect for the Premier yeah. League, but I don't think he's the right striker for Pep's system. Yeah, you definitely want want some sort of deep lying forward that can you know that's an intelligent player can connect pass as well drop back and and you know set up runs for Sterling or you know Mares or whoever and that that doesn't seem like Haaland's game like he just kind of waits and waits for the ball to come to him instead of um, spearheading the, the attack. The about that, that is that we saw think... that was very much Aguero's game before Pep changed and Aguero was very much older and he managed to adapt so maybe it's something Haaland could learn from but it, it would be interesting to see I think that's true because. City also lacks, um, <laughs> they lack, uh, I guess, height yeah. height in the box. So that would be a good addition, you know, corners. But even though Aguero still scores headers, you know. Right, so not... I just, our closing thoughts on City, uh, obviously for myself and City fans, so I follow them quite a lot. I'd say we spent way too much on defence. I think Ake was a needless buy. Uh, we don't need a left-footed centre-back, really. We have Taylor Harbour, Bellis and others in the academy. Um, I think we spent too much, but Losing Sane and buying Ferran Torres looks to be good. Uh, if we move on to Liverpool now, uh, you guys are obviously uh, more well-known in this area than I am. Uh, the two rumours I've seen linked to Liverpool are Thiago, which is very prominent. Uh, Ivan, thoughts on Thiago? I mean, I think that's a great addition. I think Thiago is a great addition, but the thing is, he's ageing. He's like 29, I believe. And if we spend 30-something millions on him, I think we could have put that towards, you know, Timo, Timo Werner, but that's just my, you know, my opinion. I think we really don't need him, but it'll be nice to have him, you know, against a team that sits, let's say, in Newcastle away. You know, we need to unlock a defense. He's one of those players who can play, you know, a long ball. Yeah, I think yeah. Thiago is a sort of player that I don't think Liverpool quite have. He's intricate, he's neat, he's tidy, he's sort of like David Silva, like a yeah. someone that can fill in the hole and is like is there to link the play. I, I think I'd, I'd be jealous because I think Thiago is one of the most underrated players in the world and you see the things he can do. I, I agree with Thomas. I agree with Thomas. Like, that's that's exactly what we don't have. We have, you know, Henderson and, and Wijnaldum, but they can't serve the same purpose that Thiago does. Linking, linking our attacks, um, our 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 defense to our attack the same way that Thiago can. Of course, he's a top dribbler. His dribbling game is unbelievable as well. And I, I I think thirty million is especially in today's market. I think that would be a good purchase. But I don't think he fits our system because I think Henderson, you know, Milner, all of them, they're just you know high work rate. Yeah, I agree with that. But you can't have a team full of full. There has to be the some one point I might make. If you get Thiago, like... then you no longer need a striker like Firmino to play the link-up role. You can get Thiago and then get a pure striker who's only there to score goals because Thiago will do yeah, the Firmino definitely. role and won't sacrifice anything up top. I I agree, Who but is... I also think My... Firmino is so essential to clubs you know, way of playing that I don't think they should, you know, go away from it yet. Even though he wasn't scoring much last season, I still think he is very crucial to Liverpool's front three. Okay, I think I think we can we can safely say that that's true. And that if Thiago does come, I think it'd be a good addition. Now, speaking of strikers, uh, a loose rumour I've seen thrown around between United and Liverpool is Edison Cavani's available on a free transfer. Proven, UCL, goal scorer. 
What do, what do you think about that, Alex? Uh, I can st- I can see him more at United than Liverpool. I feel like, but I don't think he's a fit at either club because he's as as we know he's aging, and I don't think that's. I think we should go out and get a legitimate, or both clubs should go out and get a legitimate guy. Cavani, I think he was linked with Benfica. I think he should just go over there and just move on. I don't, I don't know. I feel like that would be a weak signing for both, regardless. But more so, uh, he'd he'd be a better fit at United than Liverpool. Yeah, regardless. He he. I mean, he scores goals. Like we were talking about with Thiago. Thiago. If if we get Thiago, Cavani would make sense more than. Firmino would, like you were saying, Thomas. I, I just don't think it's right. Uh, so some so. other rumours I've seen elsewhere among other clubs in the BPL. And uh, this podcast today would be quite focused on the BPL, apart from the segment of Barcelona. Um, Sancho to United looks looks to be through. Um, my thoughts on that was I think that's going to save United in the long run because I'm not convinced. We saw Dembele went for £140 million. He had worse stats than Sancho, but it's a sort of German hangover of players that look really good in the Bundesliga. And then don't turn out to be that great. But then obviously you've got Kevin De Bruyne as an example of someone that went the other way. Uh, any thoughts on that, Ivan? The Sancho transfer that fell through? I think United, um, they've been linked with him for a while now. So I think it is meant to happen at some point. And I think it will happen if it doesn't go through this, you know, this summer. It will probably go through in, in the winter because Sancho's contract will run out at some point. I think, is it two years or next year? Uh, I think two years he's got left. So I think his move to United will happen at some point, but it's just a matter of when will it happen, you know. If Dorman keeps playing um, the hard game, I think United would probably just wait it out and then might, you know, try to develop. Because they have Daniel James, you know, playing that role, but they need a playmaker in Sancho. So I think United shouldn't go out in the market and, you know, just spend so much on him because at the end of the day, He's gonna go to United, you know. I, I don't know if it's completely necessary. I think I think the funds don't need to be um, spent right now. I, I think there's some other areas of the field that are a little more important because their attack is all, all already sufficient. Um, of course, Martial, uh, Rashford, and Greenwood. That's just kind of a want more than a need. I feel like. I think they need. But it's him. interesting to see what happens. I think they need him. They have Bruno Fernandes, you know, as a playmaker, Pogue, but I don't think they need to go out in the market, like, you know, do it right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but then I, I can I can definitely agree with that. But then again, they got a young attack, like, and they're just going to improve whenever that one is. Like, it will be less of a need whenever you're saying they should get them. I also wanted to talk about uh, Kai Havertz to Chelsea while we're on this kind of yeah, I, I would think uh, Kai Havertz would be a steal. I've watched the Bundesliga quite frequently. Havertz is young and he plays way older than his age. He reminds me so much of De Bruyne. And it's just the way he glides across the pitch is like, it looks like he's out of control of the ball, but he always manages to retain it. You know, the same way that when De Bruyne is running forward, it's kind of like he makes heavy touches, but they're never too heavy. Like Havertz is the same sort of yeah. gliding across the pitch. And he's the sort of player, again, with Thiago and... Liverpool, Chelsea, what sort of players they have like Havertz, really? Because their midfield is quite flat and dry. Like, Kovacic drives forward, but he's he's a bit different to Havertz. And you've got Kante and Jorginho that are more holding and creative. Havertz is a player yes. that's progressive. He attacks. He will, like, play the ball out wide and get in the box. He has height, he has speed. I, I think he's a really good buy if, if they do end up getting him. But he could be another player that's tempted by Bayern. Especially especially under Lampard. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use... 
uh, Chelsea's game against Crystal Palace as an example, because I remember that one pretty clearly. But there were a lot of moments in that game where Chelsea pushed against Crystal Palace's defense at a super quick rate, and everyone was going forward and carrying the ball forward and, and controlling it pretty well. And ha- that's exactly the player Havertz is, as you're saying, somebody that, that's more direct than uh, their current midfield midfielders and I was just saying Chelsea already do that but Havers would be even more perfect than uh, obviously Ross Barkley I think that was somebody that was involved in that example that I was talking about but he's not he's not even close to being the same level as, ha- as Havers and I think with the addition of <laughs> Havers Chelsea Chelsea are scary and it's going to be really interesting what happens with the with the premise here if if these teams make these signings, that, uh, it's going to be that really leads me on nicely to the next segment, and that is the um, uh, Premier League predictions. Uh, our predictions of the Football Republic. Uh, so I'm going to give my top six prediction, and then I want you two to give yours. So if I give mine, Ivan, then uh, Alex, uh, I and then just justify your thoughts a little bit. Uh, I think next season Liverpool win the league again. Um, the main reason for that is Pep will be considered a failure if he doesn't win the Champions League. So I think he'll focus his energies on that. I think the players are a bit tired and I don't really think they have it in them to try and launch a successful kind of surpassing of Liverpool. The gap is too big. As we saw, Liverpool nearly did it the season after 18, but didn't quite. They were a point off. Uh, City to finish in second. I don't quite think Chelsea are there yet, but I do think City might win the Champions League next season because I think they will focus everything on that and they make signings made for the Champions League, not for the Premier League, if you get what I mean. Sort of players that aren't maybe suiting for the Premier League in the first season. Uh, Chelsea in third, I think that's bang on. I think Chelsea could even stretch to second if City have a full season. Uh, Their signings look good. Uh, Everything about them looks good. Then I'd say United fourth. Based on what I've seen this season, they look to be pushing forward a bit. Uh, Their new signings, if they do make them, they're looking to spend money. Uh, In fifth, I would go with Arsenal. I think they're in for a bit of a decent transfer window with centre-backs they're looking at. And then in sixth, I would go Leicester. I think Leicester might have a bit of a hangover. I don't think Tottenham will make top six. I think their signings so far have been subpar. Uh, That's my top six. Ivan, give me yours and maybe reasons why I disagree with mine. Oh, mine is going to look a bit different from yours, mate, but here we go. Well... Yeah, I have Liverpool as, you know, title winners again, you know, because, as you said, the gap is just too big for City. And City, I think Pep will go all out in the Champions League, as you said, because that's all he was brought to City to do, you know, win the Champions League. So, yeah, first Liverpool, second I'll go with City, just because I think they're just too good, you know. Even if they're not focused on on the, you know, Premier League, they're still going to come second just because of the talent. And third, I'll go with United. And this is with or without Sancho because I believe Greenwood will get better. Martial will, you know, start being top striker in the Premier League. And Rashford is already a top player, as we know it. So I think their attack will carry them to third. And let's not forget Bruno Fernandes will have a full season. And we saw what he did, you know. He nearly carried them to top four by himself and imagine him full season you know I mean he did carry and, them to the top four didn't he by himself yeah so imagine him being there 38 games yeah that's a very good point and fourth this is gonna be a big shocker Tottenham Hotspur oh. you know why <laughs> Mourinho will do 
his magic. I keep you remember when Mourinho took this United, well, that United squad to second. He said it was his greatest ever achievement, I think. And then I think we all saw the next season he was right. Right. So I think he was going to take this Tottenham team to fourth simply because a healthy Harry Kane, um, human son. And I think if he can implement Dombella into that midfield three with Sissoko, I think they're going to be a dangerous team to deal with. He's got Holberg now from Southampton that looks to be a good player. He's kind of a solid signing. That's true. For creativity, I think they're get top four. And also, I think Mourinho probably won't focus on the Europa League much. And I think Tottenham might actually win the FA Cup or Carabao Cup at some point this year. And fifth, I'll go with um, Chelsea because I think their defense is just horrific. You know, I don't think – I think they – I think they conceded the most goals in the top 10 last year, if I'm correct. So, if they don't get a center back, I don't see them, you know, making top four. Even if their attack scores, you know, 100 goals, I don't see them. Because they're probably going to concede 50-plus goals. Six, I'll probably go with Arsenal. I just think Arteta doesn't have enough, you know. Yeah, finances are the main problem. Yeah, finances are definitely definitely game changing at this point. Yeah. Um, for me, yeah, for me, I'm thinking. It's actually, I feel like it's quite difficult. I feel like this is gonna be, this could be. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Liverpool to finish first, but I think the gap will be within. I'd say five points. I I'd say five. Eight points. That's not. Yeah, that's not that. Yeah, I'll say like seven, eight. It'll, yeah, it'll definitely like be a lot games. closer. Um, yeah, and then I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go City as well. You guys already spoke on that, so I'll just, I'll just move on. But um, I, I will say real quick, De Bruyne is is just like there's there's no way to there's no words to describe how how good De Bruyne is and how how deep City's roster is as well. I think that will play a role. Liverpool's depth isn't as strong as City's, and I think that could come. Come in this this year when with the tight uh, with the type of competition they're gonna have to switch things up a lot and stuff like that go through different players. Um, third, this is obviously this is where this gets difficult. But uh, in the in the back of my head, I, I have a feeling that Leicester can reach that level. Like guys, guys like um, Indeedy are are um, unbelievably good. Like I think Indeedy was second. And tackles won this season. I might be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure. I think he might have been first actually ahead of Juan Bissaka. He was first or second, him and Juan Bissaka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only point um, I make about Leicester and why I put them in sixth is because Vardy's aging. You've got players that yeah, that's, 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 that's what I'm getting out to as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but I think uh, they also yeah. have a couple of players going in their prime too. Don't Madison, Tillman. Madison, yeah. Tillman's, Chilwell, Ricardo, Ricardo Pereira. Pereira. Yep. Casper Schmeichel is pretty decent. The thing uh, about Leicester is they're more of like a Southampton. That I think traditionally they're a club that gets raided for players. And whether we see Madison and Chilwell moving on this summer, I just don't think they'll make the signings that are good enough. It's certainly not yeah, this season. Yes. Yeah, I, I doubt that's, it. With the pandemic, not many teams are going to make signings. I, I don't know. Liverpool, or I mean, uh, Leicester were linked with, who was it? Was it um, Trincao? So they've got they've got the funds, or in in the, they came they 
they came top six this year. They've got they've got enough money. I feel like I think if they make one more marquee signing and manage to hold on to Chilwell and uh, you know all those guys that are rumored to leave, they they can they can come top four. But I'll go to be safe. I'll say Chelsea at three. <laughs> and I know I, I did go back and forth, but yeah. providing providing um, the fact that Leicester probably won't make any transfers because of the virus and everything that's that's happening. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll roll with Chelsea at three, and it's it was a tough decision, as you could tell. I went kind of back and forth, but um, and I'll also go. This, this is so difficult because you can't predict what's going to happen before a transfer window is really over. But I'll go, I'll go Leicester at four, regardless. I don't see United performing. I, I don't think I don't I don't see them carry on carrying carrying on the form that they had at the end of the Premier League season. Uh, they might take a step back, honestly. I, I just I just don't see the team doing so well. So I'll go Leicester fourth, United fifth, and I'll go oof. Arsenal or Spurs. There's a, there's a, there's a, yeah, there's a bunch of teams that are in with the shout. Arsenal, Spurs, Wolves, the Wolves are in Wolves, with the Wolves. Wolves. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Wolves are in with the shout. That's why I was on my I think it's gotta be one of those three. But I think I'll go I think I'm gonna go Wolves. I think I think they'll stick stay in the top six, and it'll be one more year until Arsenal get back and, and Tottenham and get Tottenham. back. Wow! So uh, we all have the wow, same top that's... two, uh, which isn't too controversial. But from there, it kind of deviates. That'd be interesting. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, to anyone listening, want... uh, if you want to tell us your top six predictions, then uh, we can debate on that later on. Topic we three: We have uh, FC Barcelona after their eight-two spanking by. Bayern. Um, Ronald Koeman, is he the right fit, Ivan? For the moment, probably, because they probably can't do much better than that. Um, I believe Pochettino's available, but I doubt he'll want to take the job, you know. I don't think any decent manager would want the job right now. I think once the elections are over with, I think they probably can get a better coach. But I think as of right now, he is the only, you know, option they have. I think maybe Chavi was uh, being thrown around. The thing that I've seen is that Kuman is going to take over the role until Guardiola becomes free again. Uh, but what we're seeing right now at Barcelona is what we saw at United in 2013. We're seeing it's not the job now, which is the desirable one. It's the job after this one. Uh, with United, we saw Moyes come in, and then it was Van Gaal, and only then did we get to Mourinho. And they still haven't managed to kind of fix their problems. So Barcelona really have to, I think, get this right now. Yeah, yeah. So I was thinking he's Kuman's. He's or Kuman has won in three different countries. He's. I remember him doing really well with with Southampton before he eventually, you know, kind of dropped off a bit. Um, like he he overachieved with Southampton, and I think that's that was kind of the start of the blossoming of James Ward-Prowse, who's kind of the the playmaker in the team. And I think the idea was to center around one kind of playmaking player and and have uh, you know speedy players on the wings that that can launch latch onto those balls, and that can be something that Messi can be, but obviously slightly altered because he's the wing player, obviously. But I think he's a good fit. Uh, to to work with with Messi, oh, Alex, I think I think, um, it, I think it's a good signing. On that point, you saying he 
you know, overachieved the Southampton. I just wanted to let you know, at Everton, he also, you know, underachieved at some point. Just, you know, just to put that out there. Because I remember he spent so much money, and I think he was fired once they were in relegation. They didn't get relegated, but they were in the last three. So I don't know. I just wanted to let you put that out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think I think I remember from what I've seen from Kuman at his clubs. I don't know why I've seen him play at all or, or seen his club, all of his clubs that he's managed at. Um, I don't know why I know it so well. But it, it, it was always a four three three with with uh, wingers making long runs and a, and, a, and a playmaker. And I think um, that kind of system will work well with with Messi's playmaking abilities and probably some pacey wingers on on that. Um, Barca team. I think that can be where Usman Dembele blows up. Uh, Ansu Fati continues to blow up. Um, yeah, but I, th- I think there's not many managers available in the market except for Poch, but I don't think he's a good fit either. I, I think it's the best guy that, that Barca could have acquired. Uh, Alex, uh, what are your thoughts on the rumoured signings that have been thrown around? So, Richarlison and Latoro Martinez, what do you think about those players as strikers? They won't get both of them, so which one do you think they should go for if they go for any? Latoro, I saw yesterday. He had a really good performance alongside Lukaku. I think he would make more sense than Richarlison to me. I want to hear your guys' thoughts on that, though. So, Ivan, if you want to go ahead. Well... I think with Charleston will probably come probably a winger, I, I believe. And I think he'll be a good backup because uh, they have Ansu Fati and uh, Dembele. So I think having Richardson helps because he's a very, very versatile player because he can play striker and winger. So I think he'll be a good addition. Now, Martinez, I'm not sure about him. Also, he would cost a lot of money. Maybe they should do a swap him and Suarez, but I doubt that would happen. But yeah, Rich Allison is, I think he's a perfect fit because, you know, his, he can play, you know, two positions. Yeah, that's, but a, yeah, that's, a, yeah, point. that's a good point. Okay, so uh, just to wrap it up, um, I think that Barcelona are kind of in the mud, as the uh, informal saying goes. I think it'll be five years before they will reach the semis again. So that was today's podcast uh, on the Football Republic. Uh, we have a Discord server that uh, you should join. It's in our kind of stories on our Instagram page. And any questions throughout the week that anyone has, uh, please send to us and we'll be able to get it into next week's podcast. Uh, so also check out our website. It's in our bio and, of course, our Instagram, which is at the Football Republic. So that uh, concludes this week's episode. Thank you, Ivan. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. It was nice. It was nice serving up for us. And we will come back and see you next week. That is bye from Ivan, bye from Alex, and bye from me. Thank you for tuning in.